everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt. We are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Well, I'd be better if I hadn't been forced to watch this episode. It's egregious mischaracterization of stock ownership but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I think it's really funny, Matt, that that's the, your sticking point, that that's the thing that bothers you the oh, most. No. Is... There are lots of other really bad things. Artie Ziff, in general, is just a character... At first, I thought, okay, this is interesting. Like when we first saw him in um, the flashback episode, uh, whose name I cannot remember for the life of me right now, I was like, okay, this is a good character to have. He's a nerd. He's into Marge, but it turns out that deep down, like a surprisingly sad number of nerds, he is just as you know power hungry and you know sexist as as any person and they keep bringing him back and somehow making him worse to the point where I just hate this character now. <laughs> we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpson show uh, for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus stuff, bonus podcasts, bonus monthly bonus episodes, weekly episode reviews of either new Simpsons episodes, King the Hill or Bob's burgers. Plus occasionally other stuff uh, coming in and out. Uh, this this week's episode is The Ziff Who Came to Dinner, episode F-A-B-F-08, originally aired March 14th, 2004, written by Deb LaCousta and Dan Castellaneta. Dan Castellaneta is obviously the voice of Homer Simpson and many other characters. Deb LaCousta is his wife. And they have written uh, multiple Simpsons episodes up to a couple years ago. They are still writing Simpsons episodes. I would argue most of them are bad if any of them are like this one yeah i would, I would go with that I, I looked over the list i the ones i remembered i did not remember liking them but i sure um so so directed by nancy cruz received a 5.8 rating with 10.7 million viewers the chalkboard gag i will not speculate on how hot teacher used to be okay the couch gag uh we have a long couch gag, 2001, it's like a, a, an homage to 2001, Space Odyssey, where we get a zoom out, uh, where the entire universe is a molecule in Homer's head. And we get, okay. yeah, I, I like it, yeah, it's good, it's by far the best thing in this episode. Like, it's not oh, even, for sure. it's not even close, like, there's not even a contest, like, this, this minute-long bit of the, which is, you know, this minute-long couch gag is leagues ahead of anything else in this episode so guest stars john lovitz as Artie ziff jay sherman Llewellyn sinclair aristotle amadopoulos and professor lombardo largely just Artie. there's they the rest yeah. of those characters make a very very brief appearance uh i'm gonna make this very clear right off the top nothing happens in this episode nothing there's nothing, nothing. in this episode no. Yep. This is Artie the, shows up, is a jerk, and then it ends. It's the emptiest fluff in the entire this entire episode is filler. It is laughless. It is boring. And no matter how much we describe it, don't keep that in your mind. This episode is boring and dull and not funny. Uh it it starts right away with Homer and the kids at the movie theater with Rod and Todd. They're going to see, they're going to go see a movie with Rod and Todd. And here's my first clip. I labeled it, it's important we spend four minutes deciding what movie to watch. Wild Dingleberries. It's a movie version of a cartoon family you can see for free on TV. But they stretched out the plot and added a wildebeest from the hood. 
I am so there. Sorry, Pally, the dingleberries are sold out. But looking at you, I'm sure your kids are used to disappointment. How about Diet Coke, the movie? Sold out. President Airbud, tail to the chief. Sorry. My big fat Greek salad. Not a movie. The only movies starting now are The Redeadening and Teenage Sex Wager. Ooh, well, I am curious to see if those teens lose their virginity and the wager only sweetens the deal. Mr. Simpson, that movie is condemned by our church's movie guide. What would Jesus view? Refresh my memory. These dweebs are with us. Why? Because Mr. Flanders volunteered to take the senior citizens out for ice cream. And then we get a long uh, cutaway Two gag. or three minutes of ice cream gags. Ugh. Yeah, Flanders with all with Grandpa and Jasper and everyone at an ice cream place. And none of that matters. None of this matters. Like, none of this is important to the plot. There's none. This there's no themes here. There's no character here. There's no character in this entire episode. There's not a recognizable human in this episode. Like, no one acts like a person. We, we like Homer in particular, Matt. Homer is awful. You would think that the guy who plays Homer would write a good Homer episode. Would write a better Homer episode, but this Homer is not recognizable as a human. Homer is like a he's like Mr. Mixoplick. He's not even he's a force of chaos essentially. He's he's not he's just like random crap. That's just just it's just a hurricane thrown into the episode. He's not a human. It's like we talked about, you know, watching Bart gets an F and you're like, "Oh, Homer's a human. He's a father. He's a he's a person. He's not a person in this." And it, it's it's terrible. So they decide to go see the redeadening because Lenny is in it. For all the reasons in the world they pick to put they go to go see a movie. This takes literally five minutes for them to get into a movie theater that will have nothing to do about it. The whole point of this is to set up the fact that the kids are, are scared and are paranoid. That's the whole yeah, thing. That's all like, okay. So we were in the movie theater and Homer is mean to some, to the children. That's nice. Isn't it? Here's a clip. Mm-hmm. Mr. Simpson. I'm scared. <laughs> Relax. Stupid. Everything you see is make-believe. Although it is based on a true story, some of which happened in this very theater. So, let's Homer just calling a kid stupid for no reason. Jerk Homer is in full effect in this episode as well, where he just does stupid, mean things for no reason. It doesn't, like, it, it, the ga- is the gag that Homer called a kid stupid? I guess so. It's best I can figure okay. out. Uh, there is, like, and, like the, and again, this lasts forever. Where we're watching this horror movie, it's just like full of tropes. It's not nothing memorable in it. Lenny's in it. There's but a button eyes person. It doesn't matter. The kids are all scared. That's all that is. This is giving us. Kids are traumatized. They're all terrified of this entire movie, and Homer is oblivious to it. Homer's just like, ah, oh, who cares? This movie's great. They didn't. They need to be scared. Uh, it takes forever. And then we, then finally, finally, we're out of the movie theater. We get home, Simpson's house. They're eating dinner. Homer's defending his 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 idea to watch this scary movie because all the the we now, Rod and Todd are gone. They don't matter. They don't matter at all. The rest of this episode. Why are they here? Uh, I guess to play off the fact they want. I think they wanted the joke about the the what would Jesus view, and that's the only reason they're there. Okay. Uh, that that you're right. I think, man. I don't. There's no other reason, but like they don't. They they do not play the rest of this episode. Um, Bart and Lisa are terrified now. 
even though they've seen scary movies before, we've seen them see scary movies before. I don't know why this movie is the one that keys them so badly, but f- like six minutes into this episode, we have them scared of in their house, and they hear ra- strange noises. They don't know what's going on. Um, and Bart and Lisa, they go explore, and we have like a, a segment where a sequence where Lisa is holding a video camera, and we get. Uh, an homage to the Blair Witch Project. Both of us heard mysterious noises coming from this very spot. Bart and I will explore the attic until we find their source. (laughs) Must be the pipes. (laughs) What do you think, Bart? I think you're on your own, Toots. (sighs) Okay, I'll just stay calm and approach this scientifically. (gasps) Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. If I don't make it out alive, I love you, Mom and Dad. Maggie, you can have my books and Bart. I'll see you in hell, you booger-eating wood. That's right, we all know. Ah! Bones! Copyright Pink Pony Productions. Visit us on the web at lisathemovie.com. Robbie, I have a confession to make. What is that? I actually really like this sequence <laughs> with Lisa giving away her books and then the, the booger eating was part of Bart. That's that's good. I actually like that. There's nothing wrong with this, Matt, necessarily. It, it should have started the episode. Like, you don't need to see... The kids don't need to be... Like, see a movie to be scared of where noises come from their house. Like, you could just start it with them ex- investigating noises in their house. That's mm-hmm. all it would take. It saves six minutes from this episode. It gives us some time for any kind of character development or characters at all, but we have to have them go seeing a, a seeing a movie. This is it's fine. Like it's not. It may like I just am terribly impatient with this episode because I'm I can't be, I'm waiting for it to get to something, and it never does. There's not any substance of this thing. Um. Yeah. If you had to boil it down, like what would you say this episode is about? It's not about anything. It's, yeah, that's, that's the thing. It, 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 Artie comes to visit because he has lost all of his money and gets Homer arrested somehow. That's that's it. I just It's supposed to be. I think what they're trying to sell is Artie's change of heart, but it, it, it if it's trying to do that, it fails miserably. It makes it seem it seems ridiculous. It seems like a kind of like it feels again, like I've said this before, it feels like parody. It feels like someone parodying a Simpsons episode. Like, here, this is what a, a stupid, uh, like, a badly written Simpsons episode would be if we had, like, with a, a bad guest star. That's what we would, this is what you would write. Like, it, where if uh, the entire plot turns on a dime multiple times with no, for no real reason, characters don't do anything for any, like, there's no motivation. So, finally, we have Marge and Homer deciding they're going to have sex. Uh, and then the kids interrupt. Homer hears theremin music coming from the attic. You know, like, is Artie playing the theremin? Is that what we're supposed to... I guess that's the implication. But we don't... Like, I was expecting it. Like, we, like you hear that music, I expect us to go up to the attic. And, like, I know Artie's in this, so I'm like, okay, they're gonna find Artie. He's gonna be playing the theremin. That's the gag. But he doesn't. He's not. He's he's a crocheting or, or something. So we finally get to the actual plot quote-unquote of this episode and they go out they investigate the attic they find Artie Ziff hello Simpsons Artie Ziff none other I've been hiding in your attic 
Living off the moisture I can suck from the rafters. I thought we killed him. No, we didn't. But I did delete him from my bulk email list. No, you didn't. That's right. Twice a week I get your email of the monkey peeing in his own mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that monkey got America through some tough times. Okay, before I'm before I go to commercial Matt, I have I have there there is just it starts here. Like uh, your episode needs to make sense. And characters need to have reasons they do things. Why does Artie choose the Simpsons house? Uh I believe we get an explanation for that later on that uh oh Marge is the only woman who ever showed Artie any type of kindness. Who cares? What does that matter? Because no one else likes Artie. That's the whole point where, like, no one likes Artie, and Marge is the only person who's ever nice to him, so he goes to her. But I don't know if that means that means we're supposed to like Artie or we're supposed to pity him. But I don't pity him because that just means he's a. I hate. Yeah, Artie's terrible. Like Artie's a bad. He like you have to if you want us to like Artie, you have to redeem him. But it's and it's just suddenly we see Artie in the attic. One, this episode could literally started with them fighting Artie. Like, you don't need to have seven minutes of nothing to fill up. Mm -hmm. That's not funny. That doesn't introduce the theme of the episode. There's no mention of Artie up into this very moment. It just cuts to Artie. He's here. You're like, oh, I hate Artie. Oh, and he's just going to be annoying for 95% of this episode and have a change of heart all of a sudden. Okay. But it's, it's like... You know, there is that you think of like, oh, a rich guy down on his luck. He's going to try and rebuild his his rebuild his empire, so to speak. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I, we, we, we brought a parallel to the old man and the Lisa or like it, 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 maybe it's the same thing or uh, the, the second uh, Herb episode. Yes. Where, you know, one Herb is 100 percent more likable than Artie. In Old Man and Lisa, Burns is unlikable, but then we get this false redemption arc, and then it, the twist, the subversion is, oh, it's not redemptive. Burns is still the same old guy. But those that implies this episode have, like, something there. There's But there's nothing. Um, it's already Ziff. He's here. Yeah, Go to commercial. Eight minutes and 39 seconds in. Eight minutes and 39 seconds to get to here. Long first act. Long first act. So, uh, when we come back, uh, we see Artie, and we get a very, very long explanation of how he got to here, which is just John Lovitz talking for two minutes. Artie Ziff! Why are you living in our attic? Let me explain. I was an internet billionaire. Whoops, say no more. I would stop, but I love my voice. It was the Go-Go 90s. And I was partying with Newt Gingrich, Janine Garofalo, and Scotty Pippen. Everyone loved my corporation. And then the bubble burst. Wait, don't go. My stock will have a slight rebound in 2003. I had nothing. They even took my repo vans. I had nowhere to go, so I came here because Marge is the closest thing I've ever had to true love. We had one date, and you are not a gentleman. Mm. Oh, don't worry. If you let me stay, I'll be on my best behavior. Not even a fresh remark, except this one. Wow, 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 the Vigo! 
I don't know, Artie. Forgive me. I'm just so envious of the happiness you all have. Can I please be part of it? Just till I get back on my feet? No way! He's an annoying sneak who's out to steal my wife. Come on, Dad. With his brains and your musky smell, I've got a full male role model. And it would be nice to have someone here I can meet up. Oh, no fair. I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, kids, you can keep him. Yay! <sighs> Marge's little sigh there at the end. Yeah, that's me at everything that happens in this episode. <sighs> when, like, why... Artie, okay, he's an internet billionaire, loses all his money. Mm-hmm. He has to, theoretically, he has to eat. He needs to, he needs to, Lassel's hierarchy of needs. He needs to eat, he needs to drink, he needs to sleep. He needs, he needs to, a roof over his head. Mm-hmm. Of all his resources, like, what, because all the, what the answer actually is, Matt, for why Artie chooses Marge and the Simpsons. It's because this episode needs to happen. That's actually what happens. Yes. That's actually the answer. And that's the okay. pr- that's a problem. That's bad. Where yes. Say- okay, so I, 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 I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to the end where we ask this episode's broken. Because already, it's very obviously broken. There's no reason for this episode to exist. What I would be interested to see out of an episode like this uh, starts right here. I want The Simpsons to take Artie in. And by the end of the episode, show that he has not changed and there was nothing that Simpsons could do to make him to change. If you wanted to put a message out about this episode, I want it to be that, okay, sometimes you're going to try and help people who cannot help themselves and refuse to help themselves. And sometimes there's just a lost cause and you have to let them go. If you need a moral to this story, a reason for this story to exist, that's the only one I can think of that makes sense to have with Artie Ziff as your down on his luck rich person. Okay, and the only way Artie Ziff knows how to make money is to exploit people. Uh, I mean, you kind of had that with Mr. Burns, but obviously he got his money back by exploiting people and the environment and whatnot. That's the having Artie be a lost cause that cannot help but hurt people uh, is the only way I can think this episode has a reason to exist to teach the kids a lesson. Sometimes you're going to help people, and they just—it's not going to be. you're not going to help them in the way that they need. And you have to learn to let them go. And you have to let, let Artie kick him out and be like, no, I'm sorry. You're out. We can't help you anymore until you're ready to help yourself. That's the only reason for this episode to exist. But they don't, this episode is not concerned with anything like that. The, all it is, is no. 20 minute string of loosely connected gags. Uh, like they're, I, I hesitate to use, use the word gags because the gags are funny. There's jokes like a setup and a punchline. Like there's not yeah. even, there's just things, wacky things happen for 20 minutes. And like, that's supposed to be like, that's supposed to be the funny thing is like, Oh, things are hap- like wacky stuff. Ah, crap. And you're like, oh, this isn't like, why does Lisa Bart want Artie in their house? Like, because they, they have to. Otherwise, there's no reason for them to let him stay. Yeah. Like there is Artie is there's not even like Artie should like theoretically Artie goes, well, I have the I have an I have a ace in the hole. I have this one small thing that if it gets developed It'll make me a lot of money. Come, I'll come back, be in power again, and I'll share it with you. And then the Simpsons will have some money. Like, that's an easy way for them to agree to have him in their house. But instead, we get Bart talking like he's a role model. Like, what are you talking about? Bart doesn't know Artie. Bart has never spoken Artie in his entire life. 
And Artie's a nerd, and Bart hates nerds. It doesn't make any sense at all. <sighs> so, yes. Uh, we then get a scene where Artie is reading a Jonathan Friends in book to Lisa. Blech. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, but we also find out that Homer never reads to her because he gets confused and thinks that the books are real. Um, I guess he's going to read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory to her. Uh, Homer takes Artie to Moe's to try and, you know, cheer him up. All the other John Lovitz characters are there, and that's literally the entire scene is they walk in. Artie says, hello. All the on- other John Lovitz characters uh, respond back to him. Hello. And Artie calls them losers. That's it. That's the entire scene. I get it. He's been in the show a lot. John Lovitz has. Fantastic. Good. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, we then get a TV report uh, from uh, Kent Brockman saying, oh, the SEC is looking for Artie because it turns out that Artie embezzled a lot of money from his company and still how somehow ended up poor. I just, sure, whatever. Uh, but while Marge is uh, watching this TV report, uh, we get a poker game where Artie is playing with Homer and his friends. And Oh boy, we'll have some things to say about this. Oh, see your fifty cents and raise you one dollar. Well, I'm out of cash, but would you accept ninety-eight percent of the outstanding shares of Zifcorp stock? And the peanuts in your mouth. Very well. Ahem. All of them. Ahem. Flush. What have you got? Four jacks. <laughs> Check it out. I own a multinational corporation. <laughs> I always knew someday I'd be a COD. Freeze! Securities and Exchange Commission. Artie Ziff, you're wanted for stock manipulation and securities fraud. Scum like you that undermine investor confidence. Investor confidence? Perhaps this affects me. I own 230 million shares of Zipcorp stock. You're the majority shareholder? I sure am, with all the inherent legal liability. <laughs> You're under arrest. Wait a minute, how can you arrest Homer? This guy's the one what done the thing that why you're here for. I'm talking malfeasance here. All right, I admit it. I did run Zipcorp into the ground. And this man took me into his home when no one else would. And now... As a result of his brilliant card playing, he's the one you want! <gasps> Tape his mouth so he can't deny it! Don't tell my kids I'm going to jail! Tell them I joined the Blue Man Group! I'm the fat one! Okay, so, number one, this is a good opportunity for us to reinforce the fact that Artie is a terrible person. He makes his confession and then basically pins it on Homer. Saying that, oh, look, Artie is obviously not changing, even after he gives his confession. Secondly... Real quick, let's talk about what the SEC actually does. Because I'm going to try to be quick with this. Go ahead. No, 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 no. This, SEC, is, this is your time. Take, explain the, it. Uh, the whole point of the SEC is to protect investors from CEOs and boards of companies that are bad. So as the majority shareholder of Ziff Corp, the whole point of the SEC is to protect Homer from CEOs like Artie destroying the value of what they have invested in. I mean, honestly, the SEC is really a tool of the rich to protect themselves from other rich people. But still, uh, so by Homer winning the shares, he can now sue Artie for lots of money and stick the SEC on him. The SEC will never go after Homer. I mean, honestly, if if Artie owned 98% of Ziff Corp, the SEC wouldn't have bothered him at all 
unless the two, the other two percent of shareholders reported Artie's malfeasance to them, because the whole point is that in a publicly traded company, you need somebody to enforce your rights as a shareholder against the people who run the company if they try and screw you over. It's basically fraud. And so this episode is based on the most profound misunderstanding of how stock ownership works and on top of how bad it is, that also annoys the hell out of me. And thank God we now go to a commercial, so Robbie has to talk about the rest of this before I explode. That, Matt, you, I think when you say, here, first of all, that's me, that's my clap, my lap, my applause for your explanation, which I think not a lot of people know about. They, You know, not most, I think most people don't really, they, they're not stock they don't they don't deal with the stock market and certainly not directly if they do invest it's probably through 401ks or you know they buy index whatever Hopefully through not anywhere near robin hood that terrible app <laughs> who knows i'm just saying most people don't really understand they like they they see it as oh i yes i invest money someone else takes care of it i don't directly handle any of that they're not day traders uh and they they certainly don't own they're not arty where they own all these, they have to worry about owning stocks in, in their own company. Um, they're most people don't <laughs> aren't involved in publicly traded corporations. I mean, if we need to talk about things that should happen in a high school economics class, this should definitely be a lesson in it for sure. Probably but, you know, most, again, a lot of yes. people don't pay attention, but the episode doesn't care. Like, it's just like, what are things that, what is a stock thing? That's all that happens. It's really, I, I'm fairly certain Dan Castanella and his wife just, Debla Custa, they just looked at a, they're like, what well, are stock things? Uh, the SEC, yeah, they came out after already with guns. Like, one, these are all white collar crimes. There's no, no one goes to prison for all this stuff, all right? You get fined. No one, none of these rich people go to jail for, for stock stuff. That ain't gonna happen. I mean, occasionally they'll go to jail when it's egregious fraud, but like cooking the books like this, he'd probably get a slap on the wrist, maybe six months in a white collar prison. You know, the, the real easy ones. I mean, th there are very few people. The only ones who have so far gone to prison are like Bernie Madoff and <sighs> Roger Stone went there for a while before he got pardoned, but <laughs> not <laughs> a politics podcast. Moving on. No, no there's uh, politics podcasts are actually doing pretty terrible right now because no one wants to listen to them. Um, but yeah, there's no re like this is all manufactured and it's all gobbledygook, and it this is not like there's not even intent here. Like if it was if Artie's plan, if this was Artie's plan to like oh I'm gonna get in with the family, and then I'm gonna frame Homer for all my crimes, and then Homer will take the fall for me, and then I can rebuild my empire free of all of it. That's something, at least. You know, that gives him character. It makes him a villain, but it's something. Unfortunately, there's no intent here. Artie's just playing poker, and he, like, he's trying to win. And then the SEC shit, like, it's all just random crap happening. And, like, in real life, sure, random crap happens all the time. That's all there is, is just random stuff. But in a constructed story, you want there to be intent. You want characters to have, make choices that matter. And there are no choices here. Artie just stumbles backwards into, like, Homer goes to jail for him. Or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay. 
Act three begins 14 minutes and two seconds in. It's really unfortunate now that I have so my first and third acts are so long and so empty. It's split up so weirdly. All of those, the first seven or eight minutes is just the kids getting scared. And then you have to have an extra couple minutes for them to figure out, oh, it's already Zift. And then you get a little bit of, you know, already telling what happened to him and pinned it on homework. And the last is how it's all resolved, which doesn't make any sense no, for sure it's 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 badly written it's like the you want to have a balanced structure you want balanced acts and frankly like have homer go to jail at the end of the first act like you could easily just have Artie show up put like eight and nine minutes you can't have Artie show up explain why he's there have a poker game and pin it all on homer and then homer mm-hmm. goes to jail we have a long we have a nice second act of homer in in trouble and conflict and and Artie kind of lording it over like Artie just being like nope i well of course i did that i want i want i don't want to go to jail and then finally and Artie slowly getting out of conscious like you have like time contributed to making characters matter but no that doesn't who cares um or or i mean you could have your whole second act be, act be homer in like a a white collar crime like a minimum security prison really enjoying himself because you know i mean obviously it's prison but it's not we're near as bad as homer probably thought it would be uh because it's a white collar crime and i mean even if you wanted to go with my thing earlier where oh yeah already is uh irreconcilable he, he has no um uh, he doesn't feel bad at all about what he did you could have the Simpsons try and convince him over and over again to turn himself in and nothing will cause him to do that. He keeps saying, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. And, you know, have your second act be Homer in jail, kind of enjoying himself uh, and, and you know, already promising to confess and never getting around to it. And then the third act could be the resolution of all that. And that would have been something. Well, I mean, Homer liked Homer wanted to stay in jury duty because he was at a hotel room that he could watch free willy on like that's like right. there it's not homer's not a like homer once his basic needs are met and he doesn't have to work he's kind of like happy with it that's all he wants yeah. um but we have oh my god this scene so uh homer is on trial immediately uh start the third act and he goes to jail because he is the dumbest man alive Homer Simpson, how do you respond to the charge that your company has betrayed the public trust? Are you the fifth of men what? If you stand on the grounds that I what? Inseminate myself? Dudes, I think this guy's coming on to me. You, sir, are a moron. A Mormon? But I'm from Earth. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Your Majesty, can I go home now? Your company's crimes have left a scar on this great nation. And she was so beautiful. But what man would want her now? Yeah, she was hot. What? I I just... It's... Homer is... Not it... Like... Okay. Oh, boy. Homer has been in court so many times at this point. (laughs) I, I mean, calling the judge your majesty and, like, the judge's whole thing about what man would want her now. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh my god, this is bad. It's so badly written. It's so it's so it it's so childish. It 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 is insane to me. Like it Homer is not a 5-year-old. He's an adult man and he's in jail before. He's No, no, this is the first episode of the Simpsons, man. Don't oh, you know? Right. We have to we we're season 5 This is season 15, okay? 
300 plus episodes of The Simpsons, maybe write your episode like someone's seen one before. Maybe. Maybe write like someone has watched The Simpsons a couple times. Maybe. So Homer goes to jail because he's an idiot, and uh, at this point I'm like, yeah, he probably does deserve to go to jail because he's so stupid. Like, this is he's dangerous. He's a dangerous society even if he doesn't, like, even if he didn't do this thing already did. He's he's a he's a complete idiot. Um, Marge points out Artie is a sleaze. Like I was gonna pull clips of this third act, but it just is so boring and unfunny. I did not. So Marge points out Artie is a is a bad guy. Marge kicks Artie out of the house, throws his clothes out on the lawn. Why does she have his clothes? I mean, I I assume she's just chucking stuff out of the attic at that point. Okay, sure. Um. We get a long, we get a scene where they visit Homer in prison, um, where we get a long, again, these extended scenes that aren't connected to the plot, aren't funny, don't advance character, they do nothing, they're just filler. We have a prison- cutaway gags that aren't cutting away from anything. Yeah, like, Family Guy gags, like, you, me and Matt both have, like, ripped apart Family Guy multiple times. At least Family Guy cutaway gags are fast. They last like eight seconds and then they're done. And if like they're not funny, they're over with. They're gone. They're eight. They last eight seconds. You're like, all right, whatever. It's it's over. This is just a minute of them looking at a prison pop up picture book. The kids before we even see Homer at all, they're in the waiting room to visit Homer, and we have like a minute long scene where they're looking at a pop up prison book, and the jokes are like, oh. Help daddy shiv a man when you, like, move a thing on the picture book. I'm like, what's the joke here? Oh, that people die in prison? Wow, that's great. It's not, but there's no, like, the the joke is that this book exists? I'm like, what is this? This is, what are you doing? They eventually visit Homer, and it's like a sad scene. He's sad, because he's in jail away from his family. But... They never really established Homer as a good father who loves his family, so I don't care. And he makes really, he's really stupid. Like, this is literally what I wrote in our notes. Homer is a complete idiot. I'm glad he's in jail. Who is this for? This isn't funny. Like, this are my, that's my notes for the scene. Not about what happened in the scene. That's all, like, like that's all I'm thinking as I'm watching. I'm like, like, this isn't, it's supposed to be, like, this is what it's intent, I think, is... Showing us that Homer loves his family. We should feel sad for Homer and feel angry at Artie. Okay. But that doesn't tie into what's happening with Artie at all. Like, there's no... No one's trying to get Artie to release Homer. There's no one doing that. Artie's just now out of the house. Which is where we cut to Artie at Moe's. Uh, Moe makes fun of Artie for a bit. I get that's I guess what they're like going for is like oh the town hates Artie like the town already hated Artie everyone hates Artie nothing's changed nope <laughs> I feel like I'm losing my mind so explaining this episode I'm like wait a minute how is this possible I'm like oh because it's terrible so s- <sighs> Patty and Silva come in a moose why. Why they have pa- never been at Moe's before. Why would they come in? Why now? on earth are Patty and Selma going to Moe's? Like, the answer is because the episode the needs... The it. plot requires it, which is basically everything that happens in this episode. Like, the actual answers, the plot requires it. The plot requires it to be there. The plot requires Selma to like Artie, even though he's not rich. Any, he's not rich. 
Also, we have a long scene of Ar- Jasoma and Patty hacking up phlegm. Like, in th- ten yeah. seconds of them going, ha, ha, ha. And it's just, okay, gross. Also, and then Artie, like, gets dragged away by Selma. He doesn't seem to consent, so that's also great. He's totally cool with it by the time we cut to the next scene where they're in bed together or about to be in bed together or something. I don't know what's going on here. Um, like, they portray Selma here like a caveman who's just, like, dragging away Artie. Yeah. And it's like, that's not cool, guys. I don't care if Artie's a bad person. So we cut to Artie and Selma in bed. And this is our change of heart scene. What the hell are you doing? I can't get my socks off. Ah, leave them on. I like a man with a little mystery. I'm done. My kind of man. Wonderful. Glorious. Magnificent. And you were pretty good, too. (laughs) Selma, you've made a new man of me. Thanks to your angry love, I can no longer sit by selfishly while another suffers for my book cooking. What are you going to do? First, I'm going to read the paper. Have a little nosh. And then, I'm going to rinse out a few things. And then, finally, I will get an innocent man out of jail. Well, he can't break my heart, because he kind of makes me sick. This could work. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is what happens. I'm, gonna, I'm spelling this out. Artie goes to Moe's after getting kicked out of the Simpsons house, after, getting Homer, after framing Homer and getting him sent to prison. He goes to Moe's. He gets, he gets, we'll say, picked up by Selma. Literally, I guess. He gets dragged by Selma actually but whatever he ends up having sex with selma and after that he decides oh well because i had sex once i'm gonna let homer out of jail i'm gonna go commit i'm gonna go confess mm-hmm. already mike notes here already has sex once and has a change of heart what the hell is going on there there like multiple times in this episode characters just say literally <laughs> literally just say because of this, I'm going to do this. That is terrible. Mm-hmm. Very, ter- like, like there's not even a degree of obfuscation here, of, of, of exposition. They just literally just say how they feel and then do a thing. And then they, but they don't make sense. Like, this is literally like him just going, well, I did it. I ate a sandwich. So I'm going to go, I had, I did a thing that is pleasurable, so I'm going to go get Homer out of jail. You're like, what do you mean? Like, if you could substitute this with anything, Artie could have gone, like, just read a nice, read a good book, or saw a great movie, or, or, like, fed some geese at the park, and suddenly, oh, well, because of this one moment of pleasurable thing, I decided that Homer is good. I don't want him out of jail or in. I don't want him in jail anymore. I'm gonna confess. Like, but Robbie, the love of a good woman can do so many wonderful things for you. That's not. This isn't. They they literally they they met a moment ago and then had sex one time. There's no relation. Like, if they developed this into a relationship and Selma convinced Artie to do the right thing, that's something. But that doesn't happen. Selma literally drags him out of Moe's. They have sex once, and she even says, I don't even like him. And Artie, I don't think, actually 
cares about Selma already doesn't care about anyone. And that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. this is all, like, just spontaneous. It just, we need that plot. We need, we have th- three minutes left this episode. We have to get to the end. So, uh, Artie confesses and gets Homer out of prison. And Artie says he turns over a second set of books. You're telling me that he has a completely extra set of accounting books with a completely detail all the terrible things he did? Who does that? Where My larger problem is, where's the conflict in this? Where's the drama? Like, where... There's... there's This is shameful. Like, there... This is a, a, a completely empty episode. There's no, there is no conflict here. There's no drama. There is no build to, uh, oh no, is Artie going to get a Homer out of jail? No, he just does it. Is Homer going to go to jail? Oh, he just does. This things happen. There's no, there's no foreshadowing. There's no tension. There's nothing. Like you have to, it's like, this is the basics. This is literally just, this is me. Like I could, this feels like it was crapped out in a day. Like what is going on? And it's certainly not funny. It is like anti-humor. It makes me tired. Um, Homer is 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 out of jail now, Matt. Now, by the runtime of this episode, this episode's like 20 minutes long, right? Mm-hmm. Roughly. 21. Homer was in jail for about five minutes of this episode. And we only saw him in jail for a single scene. And all we saw yeah, so all we saw was, days. Yeah, all we saw was him talking to his children. And him being sad, but we don't get, we didn't get any scenes of him in jail. We didn't see any scenes of him suffering in prison alone. There's no, like, really, like, one, we can't get one scene where Homer is, like, in in a jail cell trying to sleep and he can't because he misses his Marge. Like, not even, there's not even that. There's not even a moment. There's no moment in this episode where it stops to think of these people as people. They're, they are... They are artificial constructs, and we're not ever supposed to be immersed in this episode, never supposed to care about anything happening. But Homer gets out of jail. He's in jail for like five minutes of this episode. Immediately, he can, he doesn't know, he can't identify his children. Like, he thinks Artie is Bart. Yeah. Like, who is this? What is this? What is happening? What are you doing? Are are you okay, Dan Castellaneta? Like, is Homer... Like did is did did he get shot in the head? Like does did did they like have brain surgery done? Like they remove his part? Like what is going? Like they made that gag before, like him forgetting Maggie, but thinking Arnie is Bart. You're like what? Okay, so and then and then that and then this is not the end of this episode. You think you would go? Oh, Homer's in jail. Quick five second gag of Arnie going to prison, and then we're done. Out. No, we're not. We have like another minute, a minute long gag of Artie going into prison because this is how it works. You just Homer comes out and it already goes in the same time. Artie is confronted by Snake. Snake lights up a cigarette. Artie has Artie has a spray bottle. Why does Artie have a spray bottle? Because it needs to. Yeah, they, the they don't let you have spray bottles in prison. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know what like again. Not concerned with reality or even adhering to like even a close proximity of it. But Artie has a spray bottle and sprays his cigarette off, sprays his cigarette so that it the, it's unlit again. And then there's a long gag where he's just going around to different inmates and spraying their cigarette, their lit cigarette, so that they are doused. And all the inmates are upset and surround him. And then Marge tells the kids to say goodbye to their Uncle Artie. And you're like, they don't, what about, what do you mean Uncle Artie? 
Who's Uncle Artie? They never called him Uncle Artie one time in this episode. There's no there's no connections between any of these characters. They don't care about each other. Like, you have to show us these things. You have to show us scenes. Like, all we see is a single scene of of Artie reading Jonathan Franzen to Lisa. In which, I will also state, why is Artie reading to Lisa? Lisa can read. She's not three. Right? Lisa reads books all the time. She doesn't need an adult to read to her. Like, if they were in a book club together, okay, that's something. Discussing Franzen. That makes more sense. But there's this minute-long scene where Artie is like, he's going to get beat up or killed in prison. I'm like, well, Artie would be in a white-collar prison for if he's, like, embezzling or doing stuff like that with a bunch of other rich guys. Like, he would not be in blue-collar maximum security place. Like, He would not go anywhere with Snake. No, Snake and him are not in the same place. Like, that's not how prison works. And, I, again, I don't know what the joke is. The joke in a lot of Artie scenes is, look how annoying Artie is. Okay, guys, great, cool. Uh, that's how the episode ends with, uh, basically, Artie probably going to go get murdered by a bunch of inmates. Or at least beaten to a pulp. Um, my final, Snake calls him a hobbit as well, I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, we know that Snake has a college degree, I believe, in literature or something of this type. So he would obviously understand that Artie is a hobbit. Okay. I My final notes for this episode, the final thing I wrote in our notes, Matt, is there is not a single identifiable character in this entire episode. Oh, do you mean that none of the characters act like themselves? Well, you're right. I mean, Marge kind of does, but... Mm. not No, not just, like, act... But they're, like, as, like, constructed as you think of it in fiction. Like, a character. What is a character? Well, they have a name, and they have character traits. Like, they... And the motivation. They want... They want something... Uh, they have a, a history, a backstory that influences their current... Their behavior. And they do things for reasons. That's what I mean. There's not a single identifiable character in this episode. Like, sure, like, like Lisa and we, they, we've established the Simpsons family and 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 Artie and Mo and all these all the people we see in this episode. Like, we know them because we've watched three hundred three hundred plus episodes of The Simpsons at this point. But th- what do they want? Who the heck knows? No, they don't want anything. Like, they don't. There's nothing. There's no motivation for any of these characters. This is like, like creative writing 101. Like it's the base. Like fresh college college freshmen, they take creative writing. It's like yeah, you need to establish characters, and they have to have motivation and reasons for wanting things. There's none of that in this. This is zero. And like, I I guess in the bright side, the like there's not a, you know, like next next week episode is infamous but there's like none of the terrible terrible behavior but this episode's awful like it's boring and unfunny and nonsense it's just full of crap matt loves are it are we to the point where i ask you if this is broken because i think we've pretty much wait, gotten that. wait 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 a minute before we we will rank it at the end of the show now now let's talk now now okay now, now. Uh, uh robbie is this episode broken yes no you were right the first time with that quick fix idea Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Yeah, we need to fix this episode, but like, like, it, it doesn't really matter. Really, like, what? Like, you you had the idea, Matt, earlier. We've we've kind of gone over certain multiple ideas of like directions this episode could go. Like, you could make Artie irredeemable, um, or you could go the direction you want to redeem Artie and make us like him, have him have get him to realize the error of his ways and get Homer out of jail, uh, um. Either of those would, would per- like you have to choose 
you have to make choices. I, I think that ultimately that's what I'm going to like. It's this isn't this episode's pretty easy, like to fix where it's like you have Artie. He's down on his luck out of money and he's committed a lot of he's committed crimes and he's worried he's going to go to jail for them. OK, so and Homer goes to jail for them. He frames Homer. One he act there's intent there. I I would say we insert intent. He wants to frame Homer. He that's the reason he moves to the Simpsons house because he knows Homer is the stupidest man on earth. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna frame him. Okay. And at that point, after that, here is my first key point, very important thing to do. Decide that your what your episode is about and and have your episode about a thing. I don't think that's too much to ask. I mean, I wouldn't think so either, yet here we are. <laughs> I, but, and that's the thing, man. Like, and at that point, it's like either you redeem her or you're not. Like, you want to have a relationship, if you want to redeem her, have a relationship with Selma where she can, she and, but like, Selma doesn't care about Homer, so why, like, why would you do that? Like, if you're not going to make him redeem, then then Lisa and Bart and Marge figure out a way to show that Artie is, in, is guilty and he gets arrested by the end of the episode and Homer gets freed. Like, have a plot. Like, there's no story in this episode. There's nothing. It's just crap. Ugh. Like, Matt, what you said earlier about we show that Artie, this ir- this nerd, isn't redeemable. Like, you have to let him go until he makes personal choices and changes. That's something. Mm-hmm. This episode does not. Is an episode about nothing, as it were. It's not even, but like, it's not even like Seinfeld. It's a, like Seinfeld was funny for the most part when, but that that's also like a big lie about Seinfeld. Like it wasn't a show about nothing. All those have, the show had plots and had themes and stuff in each episode, even if they're sometimes like these people are irredeemable monsters. That was sometimes that was sometimes the theme of like oh George and George Kramer and Jerry and Elaine they're all terrible they're monsters but that's a, it's something. <sighs> It's not hard, this this fix. It just means you have to, like, work, I guess, or, or try, or have someone... Or you, you have to understand what makes a good episode, and I think that was difficult for them. I don't... That's, the, that's the, I think, a question we come back to a lot, is, like, why not just make an episode that is cogent and makes sense and has character and story and then throw the jokes in? And you're like, is it a, a different... Is it, like, just there is literally less collaboration... Like, I feel like sometimes that is a problem where, like, someone, like, you have to iterate. You have to have people, and especially, that's, the, what's, that's what's great about a writing a writer's room is you have all these different people reading something and saying, no, this shouldn't be in there. This shouldn't be in there. This shouldn't be in there. Throw it out. Here, we'll replace it with this. We'll move stuff around. And you see, like, I follow, you know, uh, Oakley and Weinstein, 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 one of the two, on Twitter, and they're constantly posting, like, first versions of scripts uh and like this is the this is an early version of this episode and like it's drastically different from the the the, the final version of the episode where we took stuff around moved stuff around threw stuff out and if you're telling me if there were multiple ver- i would be surprised if there are multiple versions of this script because it feels like again a first draft this mm-hmm. feels like oh you take out half of it and replace it with better things and then you do that again and again and again until you have something that's good. Like the only thing they did was add more gags. Yes. I, 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 I sneer quote gags. I didn't laugh once, man. I laughed zero times this episode. Yep. Same. Zero times. We can move on. 
to our next segment. It's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments of the news group. So I look through the nohomers.net forum, see what people thought of the episode. Um, when, they th- when it came out, early reviews, all that stuff. Uh, what Simpsons fans thought of the episodes at the time, especially. Um, I, I don't, I don't, how, how 20% thought this was a five out of five. Robbie, it seems like every week we have at least 20% of people who will give every episode a five out of five because it's a Simpsons episode and they are Simpsons fans. And that's just the way we have to take it. I, I feel like there's a section of people i've said this before on a different podcast i'm fairly certain because i've listened to it recently but an old serial fanaticist episode where i feel like there's a certain segment of the population not just simpsons fans but a certain segment of viewing the viewing audience where if they sit down and watch something and things are happening on screen then it's exactly what they want Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what's on screen like oh I'm watching a Simpsons I'm watching the Simpsons and like theoretically they're like the, the you know these are Simpsons fans this is on a Simpsons forum you're not going to register for a Simpsons forum unless you're a Simpsons fan but I feel like it doesn't matter what kind of fan you are if you watch any like if you're a Game of Thrones fan or a Walking Dead fan or, or Umbrella Academy Stranger Things one of the ten thousand new shows that show up every single day on new streaming services you don't it doesn't matter like. I like the show, but really what you are a fan of is, are things happening on your screen. And it doesn't matter what they are. <laughs> and it, you're like, oh, that was great. And you're like, why do you think it's great? Oh, well, there was like, uh, things happened. Isn't it wacky? Yeah, this is fun. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, you, Those people and me are very different people. Um, but 20% give it a 5 out of 5. 30, 32% 4 out of 5. Another 32% give it a 3 out of 5. A lowly 10% give it a 2 out of 5. Four and a less than 4.5% give it a, a 1 out of 5. Um, so largely very positive. Um, the reviews I, that I read were mostly negative, though, but it doesn't really matter. Like, I feel like the people who wrote the re- people take time to write reviews are mostly negative, but you look at the bulk of the ratings, they're positive. Very strange. First review, awesome. 5 out of 5. Multiple John Lovitz characters and Moe's. Uh, these are just listings of things they liked. Why Daddy Does Hard Time. Matrix parodies. I don't even remember any Matrix parodies in this. Where is there a ma- When do they do a Matrix parody? I don't know. I don't remember any Matrix parodies in this. Neither do I. Uh, and then also the quote, a Mormon, but I'm from Earth. Oof, I don't even get that. The joke is Mormons have weird, crazy beliefs, so they're aliens. <sighs> okay, sure. I mean, the joke about Scientology is right there. Scientology wasn't really much of a thing in 2004, man. I think it was. I think less people were aware of it, Well, that's what I... No, I mean, it existed. Scientology existed for a very long time. But, I mean, it wasn't, like... It didn't didn't explode, really, until the Tom Cruise had his meltdown on the couch with uh, Oprah, isn't it? Yeah. That's when, I think, it really hit the zeitgeist of, like, oh, right, Scientology is full of crazy people. And, like, then South Park did an episode about it. I think that's kind of when it hit, like, more popular consciousness. And now we have the Going Clear documentary and all that stuff. Like, I think there is that. It wasn't in 2004. I think people knew about it, but they weren't like, oh, yeah, all the celebrities, Scientology thing. Uh, Mormonism was more of a, 
I think, a focal point for, like, oh, it's the weird cult religion. Even though, okay, we're not, again, not, we're not going to talk about religion. Uh, the, I like Artie Ziff, so the idea of this episode intrigued me. Well done. Next review. I gave this episode a 3 out of 5 just because I love Artie Ziff. I was a little disappointed this show wasn't funnier because of him. Still one of the better episodes of the season. Again, like I said, like, I gave it a 3 out of 5 because Artie Ziff's in it. Okay, okay. Um, here we got some, we got some, uh, some negative ones, Matt, which I appreciate. Uh, I am shocked. Shocked, stunned, confused, perturbed, perplexed, dumbfounded, bewildered, puzzled, overwhelmed, and generally in awe of how the hell this got any fives. Seriously, not to break out an old Simpsons cliche, but this ep is highly overrated. Five? Bah. Bah, I say. Bah. Uh, final review. One word to describe this episode. Rachem. Horrible. People gave this a five? Poor deluded souls. I forgot to Tivo this ep. I'm gr actually kind of grateful. Oh, Tivo. I did Tivo. Really? Huh. Yeah. I, did you have actual like cable for a while? Huh. Uh, this is, uh, this is, I was an early adopter of TiVo. I talked my parents into getting a, us a T, us TiVos back when, before they were added into, you know, digital, all the, the, the TiVo or TiVo-like things were added into basically all of all cable and satellite provider things. But it felt like a godsend at the time. You're like, wow, I can just fast forward through commercials. That's pretty good. It's pretty awesome. Now I'm going to watch commercials. Hey, Matt, it's pretty yeah, awesome right. not having to watch commercials. Commercial. Commercials are <laughs> terrible. Uh, that's it. For that, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite Chief Wiggum quote? So many good answers. I love, I, they're, you know what? Simpsons were really good. They they made were. they they were yeah, yeah mostly it's mostly were mostly um take it away all right from Alex we have bake them away toys uh from Joshua uh, this is Papa Bear put on an APB for a male suspect driving a car of some sort heading in the direction of you know the place that sells chili suspect is hatless repeat hatless uh from Anthony uh Robbie would you like to do the snake sure I'll do my best Chief Wiggum. All right, I'm going to make a little deal with you, Mugs. I'm going to let you all out to see my team play the hockey game if you promise to return to your cells. Sorry, pig. We can't make that promise. All right, all right, I'll sweeten the deal. You can see the game. You don't have to come back, but you have to promise not to commit any more crimes, okay? No. I'll take that as a yes. That's the way it works. All right, from Lauren, uh, Mayor Quimby, you can't seriously want to ban alcohol. It tastes great, makes women appear more attractive, and makes a person virtually invulnerable to criticism. Helen Lovejoy, oh, won't somebody please think of the children? What kind of example are we setting? Wiggum, ladies, please. All of our founding fathers, astronauts, and World Series heroes have been either drunk or on uh, cocaine. Which I don't know they had cocaine for the founding fathers, but they were all almost certainly drunk most of the time. I mean, if uh, they could do cocaine, Matt, they would have. Yeah. It's healthy. That's it's good for you. Have. It's good for you. Uh-huh. It comes from a leaf. It's totally natural. Yeah. Uh, from, from Zach, Sideshow Bob has no decency. He called me Chief Pigum. <laughs> oh, now I get it. Uh, from Brendan, let him go, Lou. A person driving that fast has no time for a ticket. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Matt, Adrian has issues. Quiet. I can't hear the eggs. Mm, engine block eggs. Uh, from Matt Walker-Lewis, nothing gets chocolate out. See? It's true. So obviously, you can't get new uniform pants for sure. Uh, from at Energy Turtle, uh, that's some nice flutin' boy. It's one of the few Simpsons quotes my boomer mother uses to compliment my Trump and playing cousin. <laughs> that's, 
Oh, that's that's wonderful. Some nice fluting to a trumpet player. Wonderful. Uh, from at yes, it's Aaron. Liquor store robbery. Officer down. Sure. And I'm Edward G. Robinson. Wow. <laughs> from at Will's World MN. My wife and I use this one a lot. I'm on a road. It appears to be asphalt. Uh, I'm surrounded by trees, shrubs. I'm directly under the Earth's sun now. <laughs> I love the sun bit. Uh, from at Eugene R. McGrath. Uh, what is your fascination with my forbidden closet of mystery? What is your fascination? My forbidden closet of mystery. I can't imagine what would be. Uh, from at D. Coruscant. Uh, right. Just let me type that on my invisible typewriter. <laughs> uh, while Ralph is oblivious in an innocent way, uh, go banana. Chief Wiggum often is simultaneously oblivious yet rude, perhaps never more so than here. Uh, from at GPX 9003. Uh, Chief Wiggum, do not be alarmed. Continue swimming naked. Oh, come on. Continue. Come on. All right. Lou, open fire. I always wondered if I heard the open fire correctly. I'm glad to know that I did. Uh, from uh, JP, the open fire particularly really gets me. Uh, from Matt Vivola 13. I don't know those pig noises you made back there really hurt my feelings. Looking like a pig as I do. Uh, from at your apocalypse. So many. It's uh, so it's only fair to once again pick the one that I use in real life. Dig up, stupid. <laughs> oh, Robbie, there's too many to pick from, really. Uh, from at J Bonahan. Uh, put on an APB on a Eustwis R. Dewo. Uh, better start with Greek Town. Uh, Chief, that's Homer J. Simpson. You're looking upside down. Also, you're talking into your wallet. <laughs> that's the rest of the quote. It's the you're talking into your wallet that I really love. Um, my personal favorite quote is the uh, what is it? Bake them away, toys. And, and Lou says, "What'd you say, boy? Uh, what'd you say, uh, Chief?" And he goes, "Just do what the kids said." I just I love the just do what the kid said part because it's, it's just like that is uh, by by far the most popular answer I should say there are many people who gave us the take them, bake them away toys do what the kid said yeah, yeah. so Robbie what is your favorite mo or your favorite uh, Wiggum quote um there's a lot of great ones we heard a lot of them but I I'm I'm going with Fat Tony it's a cancer on this fair city he is the cancer and I am the um what cures cancer <laughs> Oh, oh, chief, you're. I also was tempted to go with from uh, I believe it's Marge versus Monorail, where 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 they're reading the town charter and they're debating on if we uh, uh what forty pigs and a, a buxom wench or whatever whatever it was on the between him and uh Quimby. I like that a lot. Also, I also just like Wiggum's and Quimby's rivalry. I really like their anger at each other or back and forth sometimes they're on the same team sometimes not as much it doesn't make sense but who cares uh next week's question what is your favorite mo quote we're going through all the characters might as well get mo next back before back when i liked mo back when again when mo was a character um that'll be, I'll, I'll post this uh, on our twitter uh at simpson show pod uh, you can email us at simpsonshowpod at gmail.com and you can also find the question on our patreon which is patreon.com slash the simpson show uh you I'll post this publicly so you do not have to support us if you want, don't want to uh, to answer the question. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge was where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stomp the other. Uh, we are tied so far for this season. 27 points to 27 points. The Ziff, who came to dinner. Matt, give me an easy question. All right, sir. Your easy question for today. 
What is the drug that Bart takes for his ADD in Brother's Little Helper? Focusin? You are correct. I believe. Um, Matt, your easy question. Homer has what medical problem in Half Decent Proposal? Half Decent Proposal. Oh, the other Artie Zip episode. Uh, I believe snoring. That is correct. All right. Your medium question. This is probably a little easy, but what song does Bart sing when he's driving the tank? <sighs> I should know this. I should know this. Matt with the typing. Um, he sings i want to say it's like a nursery rhyme or something but i'm not positive i keep thinking of no and i know that's wrong i keep having these answers in my head i know they're not right um bart sings pop goes the weasel i don't know i'm sorry it is don't stop thinking about tomorrow right all right fleetwood Uh mac don't stop thinking about i I just like that it's that that rhythm don't and he's hitting cars with a tank stop that's it's good that's a i like that okay your mean question matt where does Artie rank in the top 100 richest men in the country oh man um 89 fifth oh wow okay oh you meant in terms of wealth i was thinking in terms of like desirability okay brain different area there all right your hard question (laughs) and this is a real hard one here okay oh i'm I'm sorry for this in advance i mean it seems so perfect okay whatever what are the two drugs they suggest bart move to from focus in when he's having issues on focus in oh uh i mean that's not ridiculous i mean i don't know it but it's not a crazy question (laughs) (laughs) like i it's i mean like i can foresee a future like i can foresee a world where someone who's smart remembers things knows the answer to that question i'm not one of those people um I because I remember the scene where they're like, we recommend uh, this with a little bit of this. Um, I'll say albuterol and libazorb. I mean, you're you're kind of close on one. Uh, it is chlorhexanol and phenylbutamine. I mean, I know they were fake chemical names, not so I just kind of yeah. threw together fake chemical names. You were close on. The, I, I'm pretty sure albuterol is a real. Yeah, one. it is. I'm pretty sure it is. That's okay. why I said it. Uh, I, I didn't know if they had if they used real things or not, so I just guessed. Your final question, your hard question. Homer gets a library card in West Springfield. What books does he check out? Okay, um, I want to say one of them is Dying for Dummies. Um, two books on oil rigging and. I got nothing. I, I'm sorry. I'm sure there's another one, but those are, I, it's two books on oil rigging and one called Dying for Dummies. I'm pretty sure the only ones I remember. Okay. Well, Dying for Dummies is correct. That is the actual, because we own, that's the only book with a name we get. Okay. But then they, it's not two books on oil rigging. It is 10 books on ten oil books. 10 books on oil rigging plus Dying for Dummies. But I'll give you a point, Matt. Wow, okay. I'm going to be generous. I'm going to give you a point. You got Dying for Dummies right. And you Which got... is supposed to be the funny one, I guess. Yeah, Which, the ooh. Dying for Dummies is the funny one. The, all the problems with that Ziff, the Artie Ziff episode. Um, but still, that that's the crazy thing. That, that episode has tons of problems, and it still leagues better than this episode. It's kind of scary, oh, yeah. honestly. Matt, I gave, because of that point, because of my generosity, Matt now has a one-point lead on me. We have uh, like eight, nine episodes left in this season. Uh, we'll see if I can come back. Probably not is the actual answer, but we'll see. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time. 
for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Okay, let's 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 get down here to the bottom of the list. List is boy. Okay, um, makes no sense. Uh, terrible, angry. Um, are those are those like different spots in the list? <laughs> makes no sense. Then we go down to terrible and then angry. <laughs> yeah, basically. We, we need to label. We need like a special line in the list. Like this is where the angry episodes are. I kind of I just have that in my mind. I just kind of know um, in my head. Kind of like I think. Okay, I'll say this episode is. It's. I think it is below prey anything. Oh, I one hundred percent agree. Like honestly. I'm looking down here at like almost level of like it's a mad, mad, mad Marge. I think I left that a mad, but whatever. Because uh, I mean, Brawl in the Family is one of the ones. It's two above that. It's two ninety eight, and I'm just like, okay, that makes no sense. There's three different episodes going on, um, so it might be better than that. I'm not sure. Uh, three Days of the Condo is just awful to both Homer and Marge. Uh, but at least it mostly has them acting like themselves, whereas this episode does not. And uh, I think we put Dude, Where's My Ranch down uh, this far just because of how awful it was to, you know, Native Americans and Lisa in general. I mean, it's, so, it's, I mean, it's like almost all these episodes are stupid. Like all like in the, yes. this bottom clump of like 50, they are all really stupid. Um. Some of them make no sense. Some of them are like character assassination. Some of them are offensive with like racism and or sexual assault or whatever. Um, some of them have no ending. There's a, a few of the episodes on the bottom of the list literally just don't end. They just have like two thirds of an episode and then they just spin off into nonsense. And I think the bottom 10 ish of this list are all episodes that do multiple of those things they have no plot they're offensive their character assassination like that's largely like all these that's like multiple terrible red flags like they like some like the strike three and you're out that's like there's a lot of these episodes on the bottom and i think this is not it's not it is it's one it's really stupid like it doesn't know what it's doing there there's strike one uh like this episode fails in a lot of the plot and structure things, but it's not grossly offensive. It's not racist or sexist or whatever. There's none of that really in it. It's just really stupid. Um, there, it's not really character assassination. There would have to be character in this. Like Homer's an idiot in this, and that's like the worst of it. But he's not terribly mean like he's mean to rod and todd for the most part but he's not he's not total jerk homer there's just it here and there drips and drabs so that's why i pick pray anything is like the one i can definitely like tennis the menace is nonsense but it has the entire family fighting the entire time three gays of the condo is like what you said not nearly they're like there's a plot in three gays of the condo but it is kind of character assassination to a certain extent homer in marge are like terrible to each other and you're like ugh, gross but this episode is just kind of empty and and la and lifeless and laughless and stupid and plotless like so pray anything is 
I think I would say Pray Anything is also that, but slightly funnier. I don't. I wouldn't put it below. I would not put it in the the worst. The worst got like the worst. The bottom like seven or eight or whatever. Seven or eight. Eight. The bottom eight of this is like everything below. It's a mad, 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 mad Marge are like the worst of the worst. And then everything above that, there's another like a tier. And I would put that in this probably near the top of that second tier where it's like mm-hmm. devoid of value, but not actively offensive where it makes me. Okay. I, that's where I'm like. And that's the thing, Matt. We are both exasperated by this episode. Both of us, we didn't want to talk about it, but we both watched it, both came to the same conclusion. This is terrible, boring, empty, and yet it doesn't make the bottom ten of this list, I don't think. Not quite, but it's close. It's close. Yeah, I I would probably put it above Tennis the Menace. I think I think this the act like the, the there's a special spot for like anything that involves the family just being actively hateful towards each other and there's no resolution, there's no redemption. And that's that's what Tennis the Menace is. This doesn't have that. It's just Artie. And God, Artie's so annoying. Like, the way they write Artie, he's just an obnoxious. And he has so much screen time. And, he, like, the only redemptive thing is he does the thing that he should have at the beginning for no reason, though. And that's even more frustrating. Uh, I would put this to a new number 296. Is that okay? That works perfectly for me. Okay. I don't think you care that much. <sighs> We're, we, you put it in the right bucket. And so all the episodes around it, I'm just like, eh, whatever. It's <laughs> uh, there is a line of demarcation there. I think right at it's a man, 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 Marge. Yeah, exactly. If, it, if it's below that, you know, it's real bad. It's like the worst of the worst. Not va- no value. Not like actively, actively detrimental. I would even say. Um, now we have. A new number, 296 on the list, as if it came to dinner. Number 104 in the post-Golden Years rankings. And uh, We have a very important question to ask, Matt, and that is, okay. do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! I mean, y- yes. Obviously, I think yeah. the kids have it right. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah the, the there's kid- no reason for this to be it. Yeah, what's, what does this add? That Artie Ziff was like a million, like he he lost his money and he's in jail. I mean, I think we we saw that coming immediately as soon as we we knew Artie Ziff got rich in the nineties. We're like, oh, obviously he's going to lose it because he's an idiot. Like it doesn't like, but I don't care about Artie Ziff. That's the problem. Like, yeah, I don't. If if like, oh, I would go. Oh, Artie's in jail. Oh, okay. Like when Sideshow Bob goes to jail, which he inevitably does over and over again, and then breaks out or gets out in some way. I care about that because I care about Sideshow Bob. Like, even as a villain, I go, oh, he's a, he's a character that I am compelled by, who's entertaining. I'm interested. I want to know how what happens to him. I don't care what happens to Artie. Who cares? He was good yeah. as a, a prom date to Marge. He was a foil to Homer in, in a flashback episode. And then they brought him back over and over and over again. And I never know why. Like he's never proved himself valuable or worthwhile as a character. He's not. He's not. He has to have worth in an episode in a in a purely mechanical sense before we can become attached to him as a character. Like Sideshow Bob is a villain and has done terrible things to the family, hounded them, tried to murder them multiple times, but because he's entertaining, he has good jokes, and he has mechanical value. We care about him. 
Artie is obnoxious and annoying and has never proven any value at all. Boom! Out of the cannon. Goodbye, Artie. Sifu came to dinner. We move back to the top of our list. This is... If there's a no-brainer, uh, obviously this is part of the canon. There's we're, we're at number 13 on the top of our best episode ever list. It is Lisa's substitute. That is so solidly in the canon that we... Like if we tried to get rid of it, I'm pretty sure you know men in black helicopters would come try and take us away. It's formative. It's it's it is it's a it's season two. It is you know I I would say you know there is in season two we have Lisa substitute and Bart gets an F as the two formative episodes for Bart and Lisa. They are they are the episodes that tell us who are the who these characters are and basically inform how we think about them for the rest of the show. Like those episodes establish this is what Lisa is. She's a person who's who's largely misunderstood by her family and by society of the society culture of Springfield. But when she finds and, and and Mr. Bergstrom shows up and by understanding here gives us a better understanding of how Lisa works and how she works within the greater construct of the show. So of course it's part of the canon. It's a beautiful episode. I'll watch it again just to have some warm and fuzzies. Um, I think that's it, man. Alrighty. Uh, that this list, the best episode of our list, is on our website, sisterssimpsonshow.com. Uh, has links to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, and link to our Patreon. If you want to help us out, throw us the show a couple dollars, uh, support the show, get a bunch of bonus podcasts along the way. We'd really appreciate it. Love all our supporters. Appreciate you guys out there who keep the show running. Um, you can also this list is just embedded on the website, so. It's exactly as we see it. You can see it. But, Matt, I have some bad news for you. Uh-oh. What's that? Uh, our next episode. Oh, don't, don't remind me. Our next episode is Codependence Day. And I this is my hope, man. This is my hope. Because we've been, we've this episode's been on the horizon for a while now. We've been, I've, we've been picking, bringing it back up over and over again. Like, oh, yeah, remember? Six episodes from now. Three episodes from now. And so maybe... I'm braced for it, you know. I'm braced for impact. Maybe I mean I'm in I, I'm in crash position, crash position. Like I'm ready to get hit, you know, yeah. get, be in an accident, car accident, or whatever. So maybe that will make it not as bad as it would be. But our next episode is Codependence Day, in which Homer frames Marge for a DUI, and I'm not sure how it's gonna. Like I don't know how to pad too much for that. Like it's obviously, it's obviously gonna upset us. So very much so. I'm gonna. I I expect us to yell and sigh and mm -hmm. be upset. Um, but I'll be next week. Uh, maybe don't watch along with us if you really care for your mental health. Maybe just in, instead of watching Code of Ben's Day, go watch like Duffless, which is like a relatively similar similar theme of episode, but it is like charming and hopeful. And uh, I have a feeling this one won't be. But well, maybe you enjoy pain. That's what I've, <laughs> I've come to the conclusion that I do because why else would I do this? Yeah, uh, exactly. That'll do it for us today. Before we go, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And my website is RobbieDorman.com where you can find uh, links to all my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel, War on Halloween, is out. It's about a family fighting for Halloween in a town controlled by a sinister reverend with secret occult powers. Uh, it's great for fans of Stranger Things. Stephen King's It. You can find it. Uh, you can read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is accurate. Uh, 
at this point in the pandemic, uh, yeah, I, I don't talk to anybody anymore. Uh, but if you need to, uh, what you'll need to do is you'll need to blink the sun in uh, Morse code. So what you'll have to do is you'll have to put a uh, a sun blocker uh, above the, the above Orlando uh, and just you know blink it on and off when you want to contact me, and I'll, I'll probably get it. at night. Sorry, you're kind of out of luck. If you have that ability, like maybe you put it towards something more constructive than just talking to Matt. I mean, that's true. Uh, I mean, you could block out the sun for most of Florida and everyone will be happier that way. Uh, well, until like, if you, if you blocked out the sun for like a very selective area, would it still stay warm enough to sur- sustain life because of ambient temperatures from around surrounding areas? That's what I'm kind of assuming. Uh, or maybe it's just, just during like the, the hottest part of the day. So from like 11 o'clock to five o'clock, there's just no sun. And then things would be okay. Plants would still get plenty of sun because it's Florida, but not enough to, you know, cook anyone. But owls will deafen us with incessant hooting. <laughs> Won't they? I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this episode. Shh.